Welcome to MMC Radio, brought to you by Maine Medical Center, Maine's leader in patient care, education, and research, all centered around you. Here is our host, Melanie Cole. Colorectal cancer is the nation's second leading cause of cancer-related deaths and is the fourth most common cancer in Maine. However, it's one of the only few cancers that can be prevented. My guest today is Dr. Sarah Mayo. She's a colorectal surgeon at Maine Medical Center. Welcome to the show, Dr. Mayo. Tell us a little bit about colorectal cancer, colon cancer, and how it can be prevented. Well, thank you for having me this morning. Uh, colon cancer is a prevalent disease, and as you stated in your opening comments, it's one that can be prevented, and we're trying to increase the screening rates here in Maine to assist that prevention. Tell us a little bit about the screening. People are afraid of colonoscopies, Dr. Mayo. I have them every three to five years. They are no big deal. So speak about the ease of this screening and why it's so important. Well, it is extremely important, and it's the best screening tool that we have. The advantage of colonoscopy over other screening tools is that it is not only able to detect, but it can also treat meaning that at the time of the colonoscopy, if somebody has a polyp, the polyp can then be removed, and that's a treatment process to decrease the potential to form colon cancer in the future. Now, why some people get colonoscopies and other other people choose not to get colonoscopies is a very complicated conversation, but it's one that we're really trying to increase awareness. At what age should you get your first colonoscopy? So we recommend for the general population that your first colonoscopy would be at 50 years old. And um, part of the uh, barriers to obtaining colonoscopy is multiple, meaning uh, financial barriers, location barriers, awareness barriers, and then people have made decisions that they they don't necessarily need it or they have heard um, stories that make it um, that they're worried about having it. So now the Affordable Care Act covers colonoscopies as a part of wellness and prevention. I think and I hope that goes a long way. Tell us about the procedure itself because the prep is one of the things people are most afraid of. It's true. So regarding making the steps to to scheduling a colonoscopy, we feel that there's five or six um barriers, and that would be avoidance, lack of affordability. People think that because they don't have symptoms, they they aren't um, necessarily needing it. There's negative connotation. Their doctor hasn't recommended it. But once they get over those barriers and are actually moving forward to get the procedure, one of the biggest encouragements is to complete the PrEP because the quality of the PrEP is one that goes moves forward with the quality of the actual test. Uh, the test itself, for most patients, is extremely well tolerated, and most people, after completing it, say they wish they had done it earlier if they had delayed the process because they, again, feel, as you commented, that it really, the actual test itself, is not a challenge. After people are put out, as it were, they go under a light sedation, and then they wake up and they say to you, Dr. Mayo, when are you going to start? And don't you hear this all the time and you tell them, you're already finished? 
Exactly. So there's two different types of medications, or some people choose to not use medication. The the test is remarkably safe, and the instruments that we use have improved over time, and the visualization has improved. So the patient comes into the hospital or the outpatient center after having done their prep, and they meet the physician, they meet the nursing staff. They have medication either that lets them gently go to sleep or complete anesthesia. Then they would have their test performed, and then they wake up and, again, typically say, I can't believe that it's done, with very little remembrance of the entire event. Now, if they... you tell them, and they get pretty little pictures afterwards, if you tell them that they had polyps, explain what a polyp is and give a little background on on whether or not this is something they should be afraid of. Okay. So there are multiple different types of polyps, and if you had a growth at the time of colonoscopy, that makes it all the more powerful that the test should be performed because the advantage of doing the test is removing the polyp. Now, a polyp looks like a small for the most part, looks like a small growth, like a raspberry or a eraser on a pencil. And that can be easily removed and safely removed. Now, there are some larger types of polyps that need, need to be biopsied or partially removed and then evaluated at a later date. But if pa- patients have polyps, then we send those to the lab to get them addressed to, to find out exactly what type of polyp. And then the patient would have a follow-up letter or conversation with the doctor to then recommend what the screening schedule. But if there are polyps, typically that would change the interval of screening, either from every 10 years to every three or five years, appropriately looking for the growth of new polyps, not necessarily at the site of the old polyp. Do polyps grow quickly because people hear three to five years and say, well, if they took polyps, then wouldn't I need to have one every year? So the majority of polyps do not grow quickly, and this this disease is one that is um, very slow in acquiring the disease, and polyps change over time. There are some polyps that grow quicker than others, but the majority do not. And if we establish what type of polyp growth the patient has, how many polyps they have at their previous colonoscopy, and the, what we call the distribution, meaning what where in the colon they are um, growing, that helps us give strong recommendations for future follow-up. It's somewhat atypical to have to do a colonoscopy the next year. What would send somebody to see you in the first place? What are some red flags? People hear blood in the stools, Dr. Mayo, but hemorrhoids can cause these things as well. That is true, and unfortunately, that can be a confusing Um, symptoms. So when patients are having blood in the stool and if they have not had a colonoscopy, certainly it's appropriate to perform a colonoscopy as a baseline. Now that conclusion of that colonoscopy may indeed be that the uh, symptom was bleeding from hemorrhoids, but until we've proven that the rest of the colon and rectum does not have any types of growth, that is the recommended treatment meaning a colonoscopy is the recommended evaluation, and if so, then we can go on to treat the hemorrhoids. In terms of symptoms, this disease is a very silent disease. Polyps, for the most part, are silent, and actually colon cancer, for the most part, is silent. So that's why the screening is really powerful, because 
completing the test allows us to look at the colon and evaluate that in detail. So in just the last few minutes here, Dr. Mayo, give your best advice about the importance of colonoscopy, the ease of this procedure, the fact that the PrEP is really not that bad, and why they should come to Maine Medical Center for their care. Well, in terms of the, uh, this is a prevalent disease, and it, we have the power of preventing it. If we follow through with where we're at now nationally, in the, we have colonoscopy available for patients, we could continue to lower the rate of colon cancer. The PrEP over time has improved remarkably. And the folklore of because I don't have symptoms or because my doctor necessarily hasn't recommended it, if you're 50 years old or older and have not had a colonoscopy, it's recommended that you have a colonoscopy. It's a Thank test. That, yeah, it's a test that's very available and completed remarkably straightforward for the majority of patients. And tell us about your team at Maine Medical Center. We have a fabulous team. We have wonderful nursing staff, dedicated doctors, and we're niche, throughout our uh, state, we are dedicated to trying to make colonoscopy affordable and available to the majority of residents of Maine, which is a rural state. So we are trying to increase awareness to our communities outside of uh, some of the highly densely populated areas. Thank you so much. It's such important information. You're listening to MMC Radio. For more information, you can go to mainmedicalcenter.org. That's mainmedicalcenter.org, mmc.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.